como 10 minutos, okay. nada más que eso, y de ahí viene el, el, el sendero nuevamente de unos 3-4 metros de ancho. Welcome to another edition of Strangers Abroad. This podcast is a series of conversations with the wonderful and weird people I met when I was backpacking throughout Latin America. These are the hitchhikers, the couch surfers, the expats, the thrill seekers, the knowledge junkies, the volunteers, and society quitters. The people who, for one reason or another, made the decision to challenge themselves, to leave behind the comforts of home and venture out into the world to see what happens. Here we go. Bienvenue Jay from Quebec, who came into our community of volunteers when I was working in Puerto Escondido at a surfer hostel. He ended up in Puerto for the surf and has been traveling all over Central for six months, starting in Costa Rica. His travels were originally influenced due to some complicated romantic relationships, but has finally decided to cut loose and choose a solo track, finding it unexpectedly rewarding. He also worked at the organic farm and would surf late into the afternoons once his shift was over. Hanging out with him was effortless. We would lounge around in our community outdoor kitchen and drink homemade coconut milk from the fruit that had fallen and adorned our campgrounds. We would share travel secrets of the places we had explored and share dreams of our future quests. Here's his story. Hey, I'm Jay, I'm from Canada, in French part, from Montreal, and I am here in Mexico. What influenced you to come down here? Well, it's a good question. There's a few. <laughs> <laughs> well, I broke up with this girl, and then I was kind of like into the city. I was supposed to go in school again, and I decided to not go to school and go visit some friends in California that were there with their van and stuff, so... I, they called me one one time, and I was at the bar with some friends, and they were like, hey, what's up, what are you doing? And I, and I was just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm kind of like, I don't know. And they were like, fuck, come over. And I was like, okay, why not, you know? To, to California? Yeah. For, and you were in <coughs> Canada. Yeah. Oh, I see. So I flew from Vermont to L.A., and then they had their van, and then we travel up and down, and then they ran out of money because we were supposed to go drive in Mexico in their van, and then... Then, so I flew to Costa Rica. and then Very cool. So how long have you been traveling at this point? So since September. So that's about wow. six months. That's a long time. Yeah. Is this your first time traveling? No, it's not. I've been, when I was 20 years old, I went to Australia for about a year. Mm-hmm. And after that, I went came back to Montreal and hated my life. So I went I went to BC to go for a snow season in the mountains. That was fucking sweet. And then when I came back, I chilled a bit in Montreal and then I went to Europe for a bit with my ex-girlfriend that was from France. Ah, That I met in Australia. Oh. Complicated story. What influenced you to go to Australia? Well, see, that was another girl. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of ladies. (laughs) Yeah. I finished college and she decided to take a break of university. And I wanted to go to South America or Central because when I was growing up, I was my dad's stories about when he was when in the 80s, it was around my age now. He hitchhiked from Canada to Mexico wow. with his brother. You know, the good old hippie days, right? My dad was... My dad did he, the same thing. He was a hippie. And then they went to Colombia, Peru, and all that stuff. And I mean, I always like... 
you never talked about that much of like what happened and that's the thing like I kind of regret because I wanted to ask him more questions about this shit but just like the fact of like few things it's just like oh man I want like travel. So he hitchhiked in Peru and Colombia, like he hitched all yeah, his way down. Yeah. That's badass. Out of my two other brothers, I'm the only one who travels. Interesting. So it's it's weird that like I'm the only one who actually wants to do it. But in my in my my dad's side family, there's a lot of like my grandma. She sold her house like ten years ago, and she just travels through. Like I got an uncle that is in Alberta, when Oregon, and then in Ontario, she just like travels around. And, She's like, yeah, she's a gypsy grandma. Ah, gypsy grandma is yeah. going all over. And so it's in your blood. A yeah, a lot of my cousin as well. They, they've been South America, Europe, and all that. Interesting. Do you find any uh, disparity between you and your you and your siblings? Between, like, you going off and traveling? Well, and the middle brother, like, I'm the youngest, but the middle brother, like, when I'm out, he's like, oh, man, I wish I could be with you and something oh. like that. But he has not the temperament of, like, he needs like a secured and yeah. you know like routine and all that stuff yeah, yeah yeah but this year was the first time that he took a plane and he came to Mexico for Christmas him my mom and my other brother we all met for Christmas for two weeks and that's cool. awesome yeah that's awesome um, so backing up you went to Australia because yeah. you broke up with a girl and then how was Australia fucking amazing I think yeah. it was the best trip because it was my first big trip as well by myself. And I, I first went with one of my friends, but he it was more my trip. And we were drunk one time. He was like, hey, Nick, you know what you should do? You should come to the show with me. And he was like, okay. And then we recorded it on his phone. Uh-huh. And that, that was the deal. So, like, a few months later, I'm calling him. Like, no, like, we're still doing this. He's like, uh, yeah, sure, why not? You know. So we flew there. And then he stayed for two months. And at first I was kind of worried to be by myself, right? Because, you know, 20 years old and... You don't know much about life, right? Mm-hmm. But you always meet up people on the road, and you never travel a long, right. long time. Were you in one spot the whole time, or were you? Did you go all over Australia? Uh, sort of, but like, our, our, we arrived in Sydney, and we had no fucking plan. And then we're like, okay, so somebody told me about the Arts Factory. That that was in Byron Bay. It's like a hostel. Mm-hmm. Just the name was like, fuck yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. sounds great. So we booked two nights, and then I finally stayed there for five months because it was fucking great <laughs> you know like they had like a campground section and then the hostel and the people in the campground stay there for months and months and there's like a big tight family fucking partying like talent show every week fire spinning and doing a lot of drugs and having fun partying did you camp yeah yeah wow and like the campground like cool like to have a queen size bed in your tent and show that like this so that nice and i worked there as well so it's cool right yeah. right so it balanced out yeah. Do you prefer traveling alone versus with somebody? What are some pros and cons for you yeah. on either side? Now I do prefer to travel alone because it's very, I mean, now you can actually do what you really want to do. Like, it's very selfish, but it's in a good way, right? Yeah. And, <clears throat> like, if you if you meet some cool guy or some cool chick on the way and he's going in the same direction, like, let's travel together for a bit and then, oh, I really want to do this and the other person wants to do something else it up and mm-hmm. you can always meet like it's a small world now right facebook also when you're always with somebody sometimes you get annoyed by the people person and by yourself you got more time to do a lot of introspection right mm-hmm. so sometimes you're lonely but it's a good thing because you can actually think about what you want to do next or why you like this or it's very you know? contemplative yeah um so earlier you mentioned that 
you weren't satisfied with your life in Canada. Um, I was wondering, what is it about the conventional life that has influenced you to go travel? Like, what was not appealing about that, that traveling made more sense to you? Well, take one year off school, just Mm -hmm. like a break, to just see the world. And everybody's like, no, no, go to uni, blah, blah, and keep on doing. And the only person that was like, no, go traveling, was my dad. He's like, school of life, man, it will teach you a lot about yourself and open your mind. And that was cool, like, because... I don't know, like, that's the thing, like, I wanted to go, I'm just curious, I'm a curious guy, and then I just want to fucking see what's, what's up, you know, like, right. stuff like that. Is there a lot of pressure to stay in university, or to kind of go through that normative path in Canada? Yeah, of course, if you, I mean... Like, it's not as acceptable to go off and travel for an un... I mean, it depends on the families, I guess, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, like, my mom's a teacher, and my grandfather is a like good businessman and I was saying business mm. and there's not a thing I enjoy it's just like why did I do business oh I open doors I do my math and shit like that and, right. but no I now I see my like my school friends that are in uni and like the mentality they have and it's just like no, this, I'm not like envious yeah that, of what they do like I had this big argument with this guy like he's like yo yeah, well, you you're gonna go back to school and you'll be like I know, like, 26, 27, and then you're going to, till, like, 30, and then you're going to start working, and by that time, I'm already going to have my house and that ton of money, and then I'll stop working around, you know, 50, 60, and then I'll travel with all that money, and I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> your travel's going to be fucking lame. It's going to be, you know? It's way harder to do so, it when you're older, you know, like, you and, can't and, couch surf or hitchhike yeah. or, you know. There's and you're le- way less open and to do crazy shit. And, exactly. And when you're young, you don't know yourself, so it's a good way to find yourself as well. Like, it sounds cheesy to say, right. but it's so true. Like, no, 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 you're totally right. I mean, it's, you're kind of bright-eyed and bushy-tailed about the world, you yeah. know, like, but it gives you some really good perspective because in some instances, like, the world can be a much safer place than we than, than we are told, than we're kind of informed yeah. to be. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot more benevolence out there. Um, but it's a thing as well. Like, a lot of people... Oh, no, not a lot of people. This one guy, it was the grandfather of my ex-girlfriend. And mm. I love that, what he said. He's like, yeah, you guys are living your retirement now. <laughs> and then you're going to work longer later. But you, you're going to enjoy way more now than when you're 70 and you're fucking stubborn and you got like a sore back or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like you can't hike mountains yeah, or like... It. You're all like in the cruise ship on all-included bullshit, you know? Yeah, and like you're just sitting around. So to each their own, but... Mm-hmm. What is a place that kind of took you by surprise? Like a place that maybe you didn't expect to fall in love with as much? Hmm, good question. I was not very surprised because a lot of people told me that Guatemala was good, mm. but I, I didn't expect that it would be that good. What was so good about it? I don't know. Just like, so I, I met a friend that I, that I, like I became friend in Australia with, and he's other Canadian guy, and I met him in Guatemala because he was there in the same time. We just had some fucking good times, and the mountains are so beautiful, like, and the people are so, like, the Guatemalan are fucking by far the coolest people in Central, I think, as well. Interesting. Yeah. What makes them I don't know, like, so I, don't, appealing. I don't know what's the reason why, but they got this vibe that is fucking chill, you know? Just got a really good yeah. vibe. That's awesome. And just the landscape, the na- like, as soon as, like, you cross the border from Mexico, like, that middle border, you just, like, you cross Mexico, that it's 
you know, it's still a bit desert or whatever, and then you get to Guatemala, it's, it's just like the big mountain in the fog, and it's just like, it looks like a fucking fairy tale, you know? Like, that's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. And the coffee's good? Yeah, the coffee's amazing. Woo! Can't wait. <laughs> what is a phrase that I should learn if I want to go to Quebecois? Okay, so that's a good question, because, I mean, I'm, I'm still like half Quebecois and half Ontarian, because my dad was from Ontario. Oh, is there so, a big difference? Oh, there's a big hate between each other as Big well. hate, interesting. Yeah. What's, the, what's the origin of the rivalry? Oh, well, I don't know, they're close together, and Quebec are the only people speaking French. Oh. And I don't know what's the original thing, of probably hockey, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> a lot of times <laughs> it's sports. Because we kick their ass every time. It's the same yeah. with New York and Boston. Yeah. There's, like, this typical, like, trailer, what do you say, trailer we trash? We call them trailer trash. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, in Quebec, you got this, and we call it les bougons. Les bougons. Yeah, and there's people just, like, on welfare. They only fucking drink beer. They don't fucking speak one word English. They would prefer to be Quebec their own country kind of thing, you know? Like, yeah. the mentality is very, maybe, not racist, but... You know, ignorant. Like, yeah, ignorant. And they actually made, like, a TV show that's fucking hilarious. Of, like, the typical bougon oh, as well. It? It's called Les Bougons. Oh. And it's, like, these, this family in Montreal, and they try to find all the scams to, like, get some money. And they're always talking about, like, how the government fucked them over. That's, mm-hmm. like, the, the most typical, that and the weather. Do you think right. a lot of people relate to that? <laughs> or well, do I mean, you guys just yeah, laugh you at always, that? You always have a neighbor that like, that's like that, too. Interesting. You're always you, like, oh, fuck, I got screwed over about this and that, like, blah, blah, uh. blah. And, but I think, like, if you... A good say of like the bougon style was the Veux-tu une frette le gros? Well, that means like you want a beer big. Like <laughs> that would be like the like dirtiest like Quebec way to say like, would you like a beer? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Good so to know. It. I remember in a trailer park in yeah. Quebec and I want a beer. I'll just say it to anybody and everybody's gonna laugh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Here you go. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, thank you so much for letting me interview you. No worries. Jesus continued to brush aside other people's judgments and is following in his father's footsteps of global exploration. He's still chasing waves and seems to be hopping onto any plane that will bring him closer to the next great swell. When I asked for an update, he said, After Puerto, I stayed in Mexico, specifically Salyuta, then headed back to the States to North Carolina for 10 days of cold water surf. I've been back in Montreal working since May, but in two days I'm going to China and I'm planning on traveling a month to surf in Indonesia, then head back to the States for work again, and then back to New Zealand. And I won't be back in school this year. For the time being, he isn't worried with the career setback this might be taking by holding off on traditional education. However, his erudite travels are probably showing him more about himself and the globe than he could ever get by sitting in a classroom. Keep going. Buena suerte. In the next episode, we're still swaying in hammocks in Puerto Escondido, and we are introduced to Nidhi, a tiny but fierce solo female traveler from India who does not let her stature get in the way of her ambitious expeditions. I'm going to be traveling for five years wow. without going back home. <laughs> so um, I don't want to settle down. Hear more next time on Strangers Abroad. Hasta la próxima.